welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student. We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school. My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment. As part of the Dental School series, we are joined by Emily Black, a BDS5 student from the University of Bristol. Thank you for joining us today, Emily. No problem. It's a pleasure to be a part of your podcast. Yeah, thanks, uh, Emily, for joining us today. Just to kick off, is there anything that sets your dental school apart from the rest? I would say that at Bristol, we're very lucky in the sense that our dental school is really close to the rest of the university and we get to stay in Bristol for the whole five years of our degree. So we don't have um, an outplacement that's in a different location. We do work in one other hospital, but it's only about 20 minutes away. And because of that, we have a really amazing sense of community in the hospital all the years get to know each other and we also all really feel a part of the wider university like we don't just feel like dental students we also feel like university students lots of people get involved with uh, different societies whether that's sport or being in the band or doing a bit of drama and I think that's really nice that you can um, stay involved in the city of Bristol and be in a really nice part of um, the country for the whole five years so that's what stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, it's so nice that it is very close to the city and that you've got that sense of community as well. Like you say, I don't think that is sort of standardised across a lot of the universities. Um, How about the actual dental school itself? So the dental school is a fairly old building, but actually Bristol are in the process of of potentially um, building another one. Not quite sure the timelines on that, but the actual dental school is there are lots of consultants there there are lots of um specialist trainees um etc so there's lots of different departments within the building and we're really lucky that all of it is in one place whether that's you know the phantom heads that we work on in second year or the lecture theater or adult clinics or pediatric clinics it's all in one place so it's really nice that we're all in the midst of it together and you can always get advice from people in the year above or um or all the staff officers are are literally on two corridors so you can always go and find them at lunchtime if um you found something really difficult or they didn't quite sign your notes or whatever it is it's just um a really nice place for everyone everyone to be um and yeah it's literally five minutes from the rest of um the university so it's um it's great in that sense Mm -hmm. no it's great to have everything so close together like you say so that you can kind of jump about the different parts of the dental hospital very quickly and speak to staff and stuff Mm. in terms of you had mentioned that the buildings maybe that little bit older um what Mm. are the clinical facilities like i'd say the only time i've ever noticed that the building is a bit older is when the pandemic hit so we've found it really difficult because Mm -hmm. 
you know the ventilation isn't what it is in a brand new dental school and we had we have limited side rooms for us to be able to do aerosol generating procedures so that's the only time i've ever noticed it the clinical skills lab a section of the hospital is newer so it was all kind of built in stages um but as i said i think in the next five years there will be a brand new dental school that will um have everything and it's, it's not like we're short of anything anyway you know we have digital radiographs and all that lot um i think the only thing that's um that we are a little bit behind on is that we're still on paper notes <laughs> uh paper mm -hmm. clinical notes so that's uh <laughs> going to be a bit of a change when i go into practice but mm. um it's it really hasn't affected me and i i think the um the materials that we have the um, the base that we have, the staff that we have are so amazing that it doesn't really bother me that, you know, it's not really flashy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I would say when you're applying to a dental school, don't just pick the one that's the prettiest, mm -hmm. like go for a place that you actually want to live and a community that you'd actually like to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a point that we try and stress actually, because um, you are going to be there for the five years of your life. So you've got to be mm -hmm. happy where you are as well. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned like phantom heads and clinical skills at which year mm -hmm. is it that you start to use those facilities so bristol have literally just changed the course so the first year that we're on the separate course was in 2020 from my experience obviously i'm on the old curriculum we started at the end of second year but now the first years even have some clinical skills sessions but they're you know obviously more limited what i would say is we are really really well prepared mm -hmm. to go on clinic we have quite an academic course that they really want to get all the building blocks in there before um we start to see patients and we do everything on phantom heads before mm -hmm. we do it in real life and also the new curriculum has a lot more opportunity for students so earlier on in the course to shadow um, older years, which I think is really nice. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first came to the hospital in second year, seeing fifth years seeming like proper dentists. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but like seeming, you know, like a proper dentist was such a thing. And I couldn't, I couldn't imagine ever getting to that point, but it was really nice to talk to them and them to be so supportive and, you know, be like, don't worry, like you, like you will get there. Because I think when you start, on clinic it can be quite overwhelming and it it is um a lot to take in to start with but it's in such a you know it, it's in such a nice environment that it was never as bad mm -hmm. as i you know <laughs> thought it might be mm -hmm. in my head um so i'd say you start the bulk of your clinical skills sessions on the phantom meds in second year but there is some um in first right. year too mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a really great um way of doing things uh, in terms of shadowing the older years as you're maybe starting off the course um because then you're not as kind of distant to the dentistry side of things as a lot of courses would be um where they focus a lot more on the kind of academic background first of all before introducing clinical things um so in terms of the different years would you be able to kind of give a rough overview of what each what the focus is of each year yeah of course so in first year it's mostly lecture based so it's very much 
the building blocks, you know, anatomy, physiology, that kind of thing. And I think now the course has changed. They also do some biomaterials. So they try to make it more densely relevant from the beginning, from mm -hmm. feedback from us, because we spent a year and a half just in lecture halls and we never went to the dental school. So we didn't really feel like a dental student. Mm -hmm. And they were very um, aware of that, which is why they changed the course. So the first year is very much you know it's quite content heavy and sometimes it can feel a little bit irrelevant but it, in the grand scheme of things it's not really in second year you then start learning uh things like pharmacology oral biology um pathology and microbiology it's it's kind of rather than the basics of how, like how the human body works it starts to be more uh, orally focused and more like diseased focus so rather than like oh what is normal it's like okay mm -hmm. what can go wrong and like what can you be infected with that sounds weird <laughs> but you know what I mean and then you um, start the bulk of the clinical skills so you start with simple fillings and how to scale properly and things like that on the phantom heads and you start with your first patient at the end of second year and they are periodontal mm -hmm. patients so they gen generally only have they try and have patients that just have gum disease obviously it's 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 difficult to um find patients that only have that but that's your first like exposure to clinic and then in third year you move on to lots of different clinics so you're you do more on the phantom heads you learn more complex things so uh, fillings crowns um a simple endodontic treatment you also start on the um, pediatric clinic on oral surgery so taking teeth out um orthodontics and you have a unit of human disease and you do a placement in a hospital for two weeks where you basically are a fake medical student for two weeks it's quite fun <laughs> and we also um, learn how to make dentures in the prosthetics lab so we do all of the stages of how you make a denture and then once you finish that course you then start seeing patients that need dentures and you have a dedicated like prosthetics supervisor which is really great actually so every everyone has got a patient that needs a denture so and you try and go through it in stages and um, have tutorials for like which stage you're at which is quite nice actually in fourth year you do oral medicine which is i do think it's probably one of the most tricky things to actually study but it's also really really interesting and it's actually really well taught we do the advanced um, phantom head um, course you basically finish everything that a general dental practitioner will be able to do so complex root canals um uh, different designs of indirect restoration so onlays inlays basically everything that we hadn't done in the simple course you um, do in the advanced course in fourth year and then you can see any patient uh, from there so you can start doing complete dentures from easter onwards you start on the hospital rotation so you go shadowing consultants you're on the um, urgent dental care um, clinic where where people turn up at eight o'clock in the morning in pain and we see them and we're the ones that are diagnosing that's the first person that they have seen in hospital so you have to um, diagnose what's going on, have suitable special investigations, and then you normally end up either treating them there or, say, referring them to oral surgery, for example. So that's quite um, that's quite exciting. And then in fifth year, um, the lectures actually stop 
about halfway through first term. So all the content is then done and you're basically amalgamating everything that you've learned across the previous four years. You're on all, all of the different clinics and then finals are in um, the second term and third term. So it all gets brought together um, across the five years and it comes in stages. The only thing is that there are quite a lot of exams through that, but um, mm -hmm. I think that's the case for most dental schools. So um, once you get into the swing of it, it's actually not that bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a nice like sort of flow, the way that they've got it through the years um, at Bristol. And like you mentioned exams there as well. What, how do they sort of assess you guys at Bristol? Yeah, so what, apart from in the first year where you have end of year exams, what tends to happen from second year onwards is you get taught in units. So say in second year you have a pharmacology unit and you'll have a series of, I don't know, 30, 40, if it's a big unit, 50 lectures. Once they've finished the lecture series, you normally have two weeks, sometimes three weeks, and then you have an exam in it. And once you've done the exam, you then, you know, kind of move on. But we also have um, primary care, which is, it's sort of the, the fundamentals of re like restorative, pediatric, orthodontic dentistry and prosthetic dentistry all in one exam at the end of the year. And we also have um, OSCEs at the end of the year. So the actual exams, most of them are actually best of five multiple choice. Sometimes we have um, like extended matching questions. So there'll be like a sentence and then loads of different words. Mm -hmm. Though we've also been tested through short answer questions, but those are less common. Those um, happen the most during finals, to be honest. In our finals, we also have vivas, which are oral exams. So mm -hmm. you get given a case and you have half an hour to prepare for it. And then they can ask you whatever they want about the case. And we also have had a number of like written assignments. So we had an oral biology project, for example. We had to write a um, critical appraisal project. So we learned how to read papers properly and, you know, get to the nitty gritty of all the epidemiology in it. And... We also have had some presentations along the way. So there is a, a quite a big range of um, ways that we are um, tested, but it's most of the exams from the lecture series are multiple choice, which sounds like it would be easy, but it's really not. <laughs> um, but you get used to it and um, it's just different to school uh, because you have to be the one testing yourself rather than mm -hmm. when you're at school, they'll give you a you know half term exam. And, make sure that you've actually understood what's going on yeah so it it can be a lot to um adjust to but once once you've been doing it for five years it it's exams no longer become a big deal i think it's the best is the best way yeah. to put it it sounds like for you guys are quite continuous like throughout the semesters mm -hmm. is that right in saying or, or are they at the end of time no no, no they can be at literally any point right i'd say that's good and bad because we Apart from at the end of the year, we don't have a massive bulk of exams, mm -hmm. but it also means that you are almost always revising. And I think the hardest thing is when no other student has exams than you do. You're like, oh. but, you know, it, it, it means that I guess that there's 
less to learn technically, obviously apart from finals, which is everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it is quite exam heavy, but Bristol are aware of that. And then I think the new course has less exams actually, yeah. because, you know, they, they really listen to us. They really like take in what we tell them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think regardless of what dental school you go to, though, that there is a lot of assessments. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that is expected with the course, sadly, but it gets us to the goal of being a dentist. So, that's... well, exactly. And also, when you start as a dentist, you kind of need to know what you're talking about. That's so, it. yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because it no. means that you don't, you know, go a whole year without actually learning what you've been mm-hmm. taught. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's got its pros and cons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so just to sort of summarize what we've just been talking about there the teaching style is that like an integrated approach do you know so we yeah I'd say it's quite integrated it's mostly lecture based it's not a problem-based learning really Um, in one of our units which is personal and professional development so it's all the you know the ethics and law Mm -hmm. and the dental public health and um, learning about you know, social psychology and that kind of thing, that can be more, um, they call it flipped classroom, not really sure why, but they'll tell you a topic, they'll say, oh, let's like read these papers on it. And then when you come in for the session, we can all have a group discussion about it. And they give us assignments rather than exams, but it's mostly lecture based and then exams rather than um, problem based learning. I was just going to ask if you have like outreach or anything like that throughout your course. Yeah, so from uh, third year, you start going to South Bristol Community Hospital, which is in the south, obviously. (laughs) It's in the south of Bristol. And it was built in, I think, 2012, as it's an area that is more, it's got more dental need. So that hospital is much more like general practice because patients come in for checkups. They don't just come in for a course of treatment like they do in the dental hospital. And you get to see more patients there. In third and fourth year, you are nursing for the older years. So that's how you really get to know them, uh, to be honest. And then in at the end of fourth year and fifth year, you start um, being the dentist, so being the operator. Mm-hmm. And we go there once every two weeks and it's just a really nice environment and there's slightly different staff there uh which are mostly um general dental practitioners rather than mm-hmm. hospital consultants mm-hmm. so it's just quite nice to have um a different perspective and they often refer to it as more like real world dentistry but we don't have a placement where we go somewhere else for three months it's a uh, it's just sort of continuous mm-hmm. um throughout yeah throughout third fourth and fifth year Mm-hmm. it's good to get that insight yeah that's exactly what i was going to say it's great to get some insight like that and especially nursing for for the older years you're kind of immersed in it as well mm-hmm. granted you're not the dentist at that time but um just seeing different procedures done in different patients um, must be really beneficial yeah we do a lot of that we do that from second year and mm-hmm. you um nurse for fifth years and fourth years and in places like oral surgery when you go you know and you're taking your first tooth out in third year there are fifth years in there and it's so great because by the time you get into fifth year you completely 
relate to how you were feeling in the third mm-hmm. year and everyone is so helpful and you, you, you'll go through the notes with the other student, you'll get up the radiograph, they'll they'll be teaching you but in a non-intimidating way, like you mm-hmm. don't feel like, you know, embarrassed because you've got something wrong. And also, again, what you when you go in for your first tooth extraction, you watch a fifth year do it first and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe like how calm they are. They just not Basque and Island about this whole thing and then they are nursing for you when you take out your first tooth and it just makes the whole process so much mm-hmm. um, easier and now I am in fifth year you do know so much more by the time you get mm-hmm. there that it's um it's just a really nice environment and it's really nice to work with other people I think yeah it sounds nice and supportive which is great um in terms of kind of electives, is there any electives that you can take? Yeah, so in fourth year, we have an elective uh, unit. It's part of um, our personal and professional development teaching unit. And it comes in two parts. You do 50% of it as a project. And this year, they were uh, literature reviews. And you work with one other person and you can write about whatever you want. And you get support in how to write a literature review and the other half of it is you need to do some kind of community engagement they are pretty relaxed about what this is it just needs to be two weeks and it needs to be community engagement it doesn't have to be dentistry but a lot of people for this go abroad <clears throat> and they'll go i was supposed to go to sri lanka and be in a hospital in Candy, a dental hospital in Candy for three weeks. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately COVID happened, so that didn't go ahead. But (laughs) that's what that's what would have happened. And it means you have an extra two weeks in your summer. So you have eight weeks rather than six. And you're expected to spend two weeks of it doing your elective. So lots of people will Mm -hmm. do a placement and then they'll go traveling in that summer. Um but then equally if that's not really for you, some people um I don't know, have gone to Birmingham and been a part of a research project or mm-hmm. have done some a different form of community engagement. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we do have an opportunity to do an elective and they're very, very supportive of whatever you you want to take on for that. Yeah, it sounds great to get another perspective and something, whether it be dentistry in a different country or something completely different. Just nice to hear that that's an option. Um, in terms of bristol as a city mm-hmm. what what is bristol like oh i love bristol i love it <laughs> i've um i've actually just got a job in bristol for next year and i'm so thrilled that i don't have to leave i absolutely love it there is so much going on it's a very diverse city it's also got lots of like green open spaces i was told when i was in first year that it has the highest number of restaurants cafes bars nightclubs blah 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 um per person than anywhere else in the uk that's what i was told in first year (laughs) so there's so many uh independent shops i literally spend my whole time walking down streets being like oh i should i really like to go in there (laughs) oh i should pop in there sometime and it's a very green city there's like a big balloon festival it's very pretty there's a lovely suspension bridge i just there's always something going on it's a city Mm -hmm. that is buzzing and as i said the dental school is in the nicest part of bristol in my opinion Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's also so much of bristol i haven't even scratched the surface on the city yet Mm -hmm. and 
it's great. I love it. I couldn't rave about it more. It's um, it's great. No, that's great to hear that Bristol's such a good city based on your experience there. Um, and did you move away to go to Bristol? Yeah, so I um, am from Oxford originally, so it's only about an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. which is nice, but it's it's not, um, you know, it wasn't crucial for me, but it's, it's nice mm-hmm. that home's not too far away mm-hmm. and it's quite well connected. There's good trains, there's good motorways and all that kind of thing. Yeah. What's the cost of living like? Yeah, I'd say Bristol is probably on the more expensive scale compared to sort of other places in the north, but... Mm-hmm. It's cheaper than London. It's cheaper than um, some of the other places, but it is something to bear in mind. Like rent keeps going up because it's such an up and coming city, and lots of young professionals want to want to move here. So yeah, that is something to bear in mind. But there are places that you can live that aren't like right next to uni that are cheaper, and mm-hmm. places that are at the basically Bristol's also very hilly. Just as a side note, um, so you will learn to be very good at hills by the time by the time you leave but um the places that are at the bottom of the hill near the dental school are a bit cheaper than the places that are at the top of the hill near the university so there are lots of um ways that you can try and save money and i know people who have had part-time jobs the whole way through and like me for example i didn't have a part-time job but i've played hockey four or five times a week for my whole degree mm-hmm. and Bristol will be really supportive of that i've been able to do that because i I'm so close to the rest of the uni and so many like I'm living with three people that I've met through hockey this mm-hmm. year so you know it's doable um but yeah it's it's something to bear in mind but it's not ridiculous in my opinion yeah mm-hmm. it's good to hear that though that you've managed to um you know hold down something that's slightly different like as in like your hockey and that there is room to do that as well whether that be a part-time job or whatever it is yeah I I'd say that's one of the best things about Bristol. Like, for example, between my second and third year, I intercalated and I was massively encouraged to do that Mm -hmm. by the dental school. There were five people in my year who intercalated. There were six in the year above. And I was so well supported when I left. Um, I still came to all the dental events, for example, like through my intercalation. Mm -hmm. I went to the dental ball and the sports day and all that kind of thing. And when I came back, it really wasn't an issue. And... I feel really lucky that I've been able to have that year doing something a bit different. I actually stayed in Brussels for it. And yeah, that, that was just uh, like another example of how like flexible that they can mm-hmm. be and how they want you to become an independent learner and, and explore things that are, you know, not necessarily within the dental school walls. Yeah, absolutely. And was that something that you were interested in doing before you went to Bristol? Yeah, so yeah, when I went to the Bristol Open Day, they talked about intercalation there. And I remember seeing all of the different things that you could intercalate in. There are so many. And one of them was global mm-hmm. health. And I did geography for A-level, always been really interested in health inequalities and how healthcare systems work and, you know, health healthcare in different countries and just all that like bigger picture um, stuff. So I saw it then, was a bit interested, and then we had a bunch of like intercalation talks in second year. So I just went for it and um, yeah, don't regret it for a second. And it means after six years, I'll graduate with two degrees, which is quite nice as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice thing to put on your CV anyway. <laughs> um, do you have any like specific advice that you would want to offer to those that are 
thinking about applying for dentistry in general? So when I was applying, I was told repeatedly how difficult it was to get in and, you know, how competitive it can be and blah, blah, blah. And yes, that's true. And it doesn't work out for everyone the first time round. But if it's something that you really want to do, it will come across in an interview. So try and know know a bit about the career, know a bit about the ideal attributes of a dentist that you've met or that you've seen online or, you know, and don't don't stress about like lack of work experience because everyone's in the same position at the moment. But even talking about a podcast that you'd listen to, I think can be so relevant. And just have a think about the things that you do at the moment, whether that's, you know, playing an instrument that's working on your dexterity, whether that's, um, you know, your science A levels or a science project that you've done. Just think about how that can relate to an ideal dentist and go from there, put that in your personal statement and just let your passion come across at an interview because that's what they're looking for. They just want motivated people who actually really care about the dental field and about patients and yeah and just good luck and go for it and don't don't be afraid of um of the fact that it's competitive because someone has to get in so that's what i would say i think that's very good advice yeah i agree that's uh, some great advice thanks emily and i think that does now bring us to the end of this episode and hopefully those that are listening will have learned a lot about what bristol has to offer um not only in terms of the dental school but as a city also um so thanks again for joining us today emily yeah no no problem at all and if anyone has any questions or they'd like to know more uh, feel free to message me on instagram my uh username is just emily dental or one word um so yeah feel feel free to uh, contact me if you want to that's brilliant and uh, yeah thank you so much thank you so much for having me on it's been a pleasure yeah thank you for joining us and um good luck with your new job thank you thank you we are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry and you can follow us on instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us until our next episode. Bye. Bye.